Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now for our story. It was late afternoon as Aunt Mary walked down the steps of the little Wakefield Hospital. She'd been visiting Carla Descari, and Mary Lane's heart was light. Gratefully, she thought of the results of her talk with Mario's wife, thankful that the young woman had at last realized what she must do. It had been raining heavily, and now the street light shimmered on the wet black road as Aunt Mary drove a little pickup truck up in front of David Bowman's comfortable white house along the river. The draperies had not yet been drawn, and in the warm glow streaming from the window, she could see David as he sat in an easy chair, the evening paper lying across his knees. A moment later, she was admitted by the banker's housekeeper, Sarah, and ushered into the living room. Well, now, as she enters... Good evening, David. Why, Mary. Now, I'm glad to see you. In fact, I was just thinking about you. Real? Perhaps that's why I decided to stop by instead of telephoning when I got home. <laughs> Short transference, huh? Uh-huh. Yes, let me take your things, Mary. Oh, thank you, but I think I'll keep my coat on for a little while. Sarah offered to take it, but I'm a little chilly. Well, it must be cold in here. I'll go and sit... No, the... no, no, it's perfectly comfortable in here, David. But I've just been sitting too long over at the hospital. <laughs> All right, Mary, if you're sure, but I can turn up the furnace just as well as not. No, really, I'm fine, David. I'll be warm as toast in a minute or two. Ah, good, good. You say you've been over to the hospital this afternoon? Yes. And how is Carla feeling now? Better, I hope. Oh, yes. She, she looks like a different girl. And I believe she's going to be much more at peace within herself from now on. At least I hope so. Oh? Then she's heard something from Mario? Unfortunately, no, David. But I have some other good news, just the same. Concerning the discarriage? Yes, David. You remember I asked you today if you'd put off telling Bill that the board of directors at the bank wanted you to let him out? Yes, of course. Bill ought to be home pretty soon, too. I'm glad I made you that promise. Otherwise, I'd be facing a very disagreeable task this evening. Of course, postponing it doesn't mean I won't have to face it tomorrow or the day after. But that's what I came to tell you, David. You can postpone it indefinitely. What do you mean? David... Today, Carla finally told me the whole story about what happened. How she got hurt. Mary. Mm. That is good news. <laughs> yes, David, I, I knew you'd be relieved. And it's a story which exonerates Bill completely. Oh, you've no idea what a weight that takes from my shoulders. I've been sitting here trying to think of some way out. <laughs> I know how fond you are of that boy, David. But now you've nothing to worry about. I'm sure your board of directors will not ask you to let Bill go. I'm sure of it. Would have been a terrible blow to Bill. Right now, when he and Peggy have their plans all made up, that house they're going to build, the wedding. But, Mary, how did you manage finally to persuade Carla to tell you what happened? Because she knew in her heart, David, that she couldn't protect Mario by refusing to admit he was at fault. She's too honest a person not to have known it. But she was just so afraid of what might happen to Mario if she did. That's why she held out. How she kept justifying her silence. Yes. Well, we all thought from the beginning that was why she wouldn't talk. Why she said she couldn't remember what had happened. Actually, 
unless Carla herself testified against Mario. The sheriff couldn't bring charges against him in any case. I see. When you told her that, I suppose she changed her mind about telling you what happened. No, David. Uh, Carla didn't know about that until afterwards. I believe it was her natural feelings of friendship and loyalty to Peggy and Bill that prompted her to tell what happened to her. She knows what Bill and Peggy have been going through, and she finally admitted to herself that she was being responsible for it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be more correct to say that you finally made her admit it, Mary? Well, I only tried to make clear to her how important it was to her own peace of mind. You know very well, David, a girl like Carla would have felt guilty the rest of her life letting such an injustice go on. Yes. Well, thank heaven you were able to make her see it that way. No, oh, I can't tell you how it relieves my mind. Now, when Bill comes... Oh, excuse me. That you, Bill? Yeah. Uh, come on in the living room. Right away. I'll just hang up my coat first. It's kind of damp. I've been thanking my stars all day for that G.I. raincoat. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> Hello, Aunt Mary. Well, good evening, William. Gosh, I didn't see you buried in that big old armchair. <laughs> well, I always choose this one when I visit David. I just sink into its depths and pretend I'm sitting on a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that chair ever since I first set up housekeeping. Well, it certainly doesn't show signs of wear. Well, in those days when they made things, they made them to last. <laughs> yeah. Well, sit down, my boy. Uh, Mary and I have been talking about you. You have? Yes, indeed. We were looking for you to come home any minute. Well, I, I don't want to disturb you two. You don't get an opportunity like this very often. I mean, just to sit down alone and have a nice, quiet talk. Uh, why don't I go on up to my room no, and then you... No, no, Bill, we... We'd both much rather you stayed. Isn't that right, David? That's right. Thanks, Aunt Mary, but I, I'm not very good company tonight. I would like to have a session with you later, though, David. Oh, well, if there's something on your mind, my boy, what's wrong with letting me have it now? No time like the present. Well, Aunt Mary, you and David don't mind listening. The last time I brought this subject up, David's logic so overwhelmed me that I went against my better judgment. Maybe you can give me moral support tonight, because I honestly think I'm right this time. Hmm, this all sounds rather ominous, Bill. Does it? Well, I, I don't want to go dramatic on you two, but it's pretty important to me. So maybe I do sound like the last act of Hamlet. Bill, what are you so disturbed about? David, when I went out to lunch today, you and the directors of the bank were in session back there in the boardroom. That's right. I got a pretty good hunch what that meeting was about. You were discussing me, weren't you? Well, yes, Bill, I can't deny it. Look, but... David, I know what was going on in that meeting. I could just about tell you word for word what took place. The board members, to a man probably, insisted that they have nothing against me personally. But after all, what with all the gossip about Carla Descari and so forth, my presence there at the bank was bad for the bank standing here in Wakefield. And then when uh, I look here, get... Bill. Um, Mary and I have uh, something to tell you. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to finish my tale of woe while I've got the steam up. Sure, I know how you and Aunt Mary feel about this business. You've both been absolutely tops. You've encouraged me, you've stuck by me, and, and that's just the point. I don't want you to be sticking your necks out on my account. As for Mr. Bowman here, it, it just isn't right, that's all. You've got your bank to consider, and I'm just a stone around your neck at present. That's why I want to give you my resignation. That's all I have to say. Mm. And all I have to say is your resignation is not accepted. Oh, no, 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 you don't, know. Now, with all due respect, you talked me out of resigning before, and, and I've been ashamed of myself ever since for letting you. Aunt Mary, won't you help me out? You know what I'm getting at, don't you? Yes, dear, I, I know what you're getting at, all right. But you see, it isn't necessary for you to resign. 
You don't think it's necessary. Good Lord, Aunt Mary, you know it's the only thing I can do. If David's having the pressure put on him by the board down there, uh, I don't want it. Wait a minute, Bill. Um, you tell him, Mary. Tell me what? Bill, I went to see Carla Descari today. That's why your resignation won't be necessary. Carla agreed to tell the sheriff the whole story about what happened on the farm. Really, Aunt Mary? Mm-hmm. My gosh, that's wonderful. Uh, hey, it's wonderful. Well, if she actually tells the sheriff what went on out there, well, everybody will know I had nothing to do with it. Well, that's it exactly. So now you see why David refuses to accept your resignation. There's no need for it at all. I tried to stop you, my boy, but you would go ahead. In any case, I think you know how happy this makes me. Oh, boy, you people can imagine how I feel. It, it, it's like being reprieved. Aunt Mary, does Peggy know the good news? Well, I haven't had an opportunity yet to tell her. Oh, well, then am I ever going to give her the happiest surprise of her life? She's been such a... Uh, oh, boy, it'll be a thrill to give her some good news for a change. Uh, 213J, please. Hello, Peggy. <laughs> yeah, this is old sourpuss Mead himself. <laughs> Better? Oh, darling, I've never been happier in my life. I... Oh, hold on a minute, sweet. I want to close the door. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you right away. It's good news, darling. Wonderful news. The best ever. Mary Lane and her old friend David Bowman smiled at each other happily. Now they were thinking there would be no obstacle to the wedding of Aunt Mary's niece and David Bowman's protege. The youngsters could go ahead with their plans, build their home, begin to live the happy lives they deserved. But best of all to Aunt Mary was the knowledge that Carla Descari had brought herself to follow her natural, compassionate feelings of loyalty and friendship. 